Hi, and welcome to Traditional Medicine Podcast. I am your host, Carl Levick. In this episode, we're going to continue that conversation we were having with mental health experts out there who are already offering or are thinking about offering integration services or preparation support for clients that have either had some sort of traditional indigenous healing or are seeking to incorporate traditional indigenous healing into their healing journey. We're going to go over what each discipline is incredible at, whether it's traditional indigenous healing or whether it's mental health experts and their disciplines. We're going to discuss uh, you know, how both of them are very valuable to the client and most importantly, how we can have a conversation and properly collaborate and build a bridge between both disciplines for the sake of the client. Now, if this is the first time that you're tuning into this podcast, we talk all things high Andean and Amazonian healing traditions of Peru. For nine years, I've been volunteering for various healers, both Amazonian and high Andean healing traditions of Peru. And this podcast is really just me trying to distill all that experience, all that information so that you can feel closer to these traditions. And as always, if you're looking for authentic traditional indigenous healing, but don't know where to look, don't worry, we have you covered. Check out traditionalmedicinemiami.com. We work on a very special project with the Kiro community to bring you uh, in contact with their world-renowned healers. So go ahead and check us out. Send us a message. We'll be happy to connect you. All right, so let's get started on today's episode. So I want to jump right into what both disciplines do very well and how they can collaborate together. And the way that I want to do this is simply by sharing stories, because I think that you're going to see exactly how they fit together. So this story is of a client that had come to us with a really bad addiction. And this client had seen therapists, had been taking medication, went to centers, for years and years and years, and nothing worked. It was just constant relapse. And unfortunately, the client was really at a constant risk of overdosing. So we took him through our process. We had Kiro Maestros take a look at him and check out his energetics. We were then able to figure out an action plan where we combine both high Andean healing modalities with Amazonian healing modalities. And by the first session, he was feeling... 75% better. His addiction urges had been alleviated by 75%. And we continued to check up on him week after week and uh, up to that month. And he was continuing to experience this kind of feeling and this kind of alleviation from these urges. Now, this would have been the perfect time for him to see a therapist that could help him rebuild his life because he really had been struggling with this drug addiction for years. So it became a really big part of his life. And it really colored all aspects of his life to some extent, whether it was where he hung out, what he did, what he thought about. And now that he wasn't thinking about those things, he had to reinterpret his life from the point in which he was currently standing and he needed to begin to build. And it was really important at that time that he had that support he needed to begin to recreate and reinterpret his life. Now, traditional indigenous healers don't offer this kind of support to clients because really what they do best is addressing energetic problems at their core 
shifting them, creating a change, and really kind of monitoring the energetics. But in terms of the everyday rebuilding, in terms of that kind of support that therapists offer clients, whether it's weekly or biweekly, traditional Indigenous healers just don't really offer that. It's just not a part of what this discipline is really all about. Now, with that said, it was really unfortunate that the client had to leave the mental health experts and their discipline because they weren't uh, really receiving the kind of results that they needed and it had been years. So it was, uh, it was really kind of unfortunate because at this point they were ready for that kind of discipline to, to offer what they do really best. But at that point there was a fracture in that relationship and the, uh, there was a lack of continuity now in terms of supporting this, this client and this client did not go back to therapist. They just took to motivational books and speakers, which is not bad, but we really would like to see them receive the kind of help from mental health experts that only they can provide the client. Now, here is what most mental health experts get wrong with integration services, because most people offer everything I said, but here's where they get this wrong, okay? With a client like this, you don't want to stop monitoring their energetics and offering assistance accordingly whenever it is needed. You don't want to discontinue that. You don't want to do that. Why? Because they're still in a very critical phase of their recovery. They're still in very, in a very critical phase of their healing journey. So you don't want to cut off traditional indigenous healing disciplines at that point. As a matter of fact, you want to run them parallel. How frequently should they have their energetics examined? Maybe afterwards, yeah. Maybe every month they should have their energetics uh, looked at until it looks like it's going to be fine. But you want to make sure that they successfully rebuilt their life. We want to make sure that we are continuously monitoring their progress energetically and even looking beyond where we currently are to see if we can anticipate any possible issues that are coming our way. And we want to make sure that they are in the green. We don't want to cut them off prematurely. Most Therapists offering integration services feel that after someone receives healing one time, that's it. And now they can just do, you know, take it from there. It doesn't work that way. Both disciplines need to be running parallel. Now I want to share with you another story of a client that was dealing with a narcissistic relationship and the trauma that resulted from that relationship. At first, they went and sought out the best type of uh mental health experts they could find out there and all the support that was available. They joined support groups that helped them talk about the trauma. They had sessions. They had even meditation type of sessions to help them go deep. They were able to see where where these wounds really stemmed from, right? They stemmed from childhood. They stemmed from neglect. And they were learning a lot of things like about boundaries and abuse. I mean, all incredible stuff. Here's the problem. It was a year and a half and their symptoms were not getting any better. They were still in trauma bonds. They were still experiencing the pain of psychological and emotional abuse. And they were still ruminating on that particular pain. And that particular incident started to evolve into a depression, which continued to get worse for this client. So they decided to go to the Amazon 
and they used ayahuasca to help them clear out that trauma and that trauma bond, and they were able to go really deep. They were able to see that that particular pain, that particular relationship was really hanging on to a very old wound coming from childhood neglect. And that childhood neglect began all of those unhealthy patterns, and that is really where everything started. So they were able to look at that. They were able to sit with that pain in a very personal way that even these kinds of meditations that they were trying was not going to reach, even though everyone knew where it was coming from, even though the client theoretically knew where it was coming from, right? Um, They still, it wasn't deep enough. The methods and the depth that they were able to reach were still not powerful enough to create this change. But with ayahuasca, ayahuasca took them exactly to that point. Ayahuasca knew exactly how to heal this person. And so when they return, their symptoms had alleviated by like 99%. It was an entirely different person that had returned. Now that person still needed to rebuild their life, right? Even though they were feeling incredible, they needed to learn how to live, how to get past that enormous gap of neglect that had happened and almost fill it up with this new life that they needed to build for themselves. So they needed help to rebuild that life that they need to begin But that life, yes, of course, you need the support of mental health experts because they can continue to monitor and support that client. But there is another element to this, and that is an energetic element. They need support in terms of energetics, and they need help to integrate the experience and the energetics that began with ayahuasca, and they need to continue that energetic journey. When we talk about integrating an experience like ayahuasca, it is not only integrating that experience in terms of what they had received in terms of their mind and what they were able to capture with their mind, but it is also being able to integrate the energetics and the only people that can be able to help them move that along, that integration, that energetical integration that has to take place are traditional indigenous healers. Now, when the client came back from drinking ayahuasca and this trauma had been alleviated substantially, there was another phase of energetics that was required to really be successful in moving this client forward. Once the client returned from the ayahuasca retreat, we went ahead and we checked their energetics with the Kiro Maestros that we work with. And we also got uh, to talk to our client and they had mentioned that they were feeling a little bit of anxiety. So we looked into the energetics and what we found was that there needed to be a little bit of some fine tuning so that that client had an easier transition between that experience and kind of like everyday life now. There was uh, energetics that had to be integrated. So the first thing that we did was uh, we were able to kind of facilitate that transition and and kind of clean up uh, and bring some closure from that ayahuasca experience. After those energetics had settled in and the client no longer felt that 
anxiety because we were able to alleviate it with energetic work. We then moved on to supporting this client in terms of their personal growth. So in order for them to not freak out so much that they're doing something very different, which is moving away from the trauma and starting an entire new chapter in their lives, we made sure that they had the kind of energetics so that they felt confident, so that they felt like they could continue moving forward and uh, and continue on with this momentum so, uh, so that they didn't, you know, feel like, oh, they needed to run back or, or anything like this. So we were successful in doing that. The client just started to move forward in their life, almost like it was just second nature. Now, in that process, it would have been really helpful and it is really helpful for them to be with a mental health expert, but it, it is also really important that the mental health expert understand what is going on. So at that point, it would have been great to talk with them and say, listen, we're going to be working on the energetics for this client so that they can continue moving forward with momentum. Now, if you could please support them in that process, because they're going to go through a lot of changes. If there's anything that they need, any resources, any support, can you please offer that support? Because um, it would it would help a lot in that process. That is where we would have really kind of worked together. It would have been fantastic. And not to mention, of course, we should have been working since even before the client left to Peru for this ayahuasca ceremony. Now, after sharing those stories, I'm hoping that you'll see the uh, obvious parallel between both disciplines that is happening in order to really successfully help these clients through this process, especially when they're working with traditional indigenous healers, it's important that we continue to run both disciplines parallel to one another through the entire process. Now, in a perfect world, ideally, how would we really collaborate? Well, we would begin to collaborate even before the client uh, decide what kind of medicine they would like to try because you really want uh, a, a traditional indigenous healer to look over the energetics that the client uh, has to see where the problem is really stemming from so then we could really find out what medicine is going to be the best fit to tackle that problem. Sometimes the best thing to do is to start off with more gentle medicine, like the Kiro's uh, medicines. They're very powerful, but incredibly gentle. So sometimes that might be the right uh, way to go. Sometimes it is Amazonian medicine, but maybe afterward the client needs to uh, have some work done with the Kiro. And I'm going to tell you a little story in regards to why this tends to happen. Now, very early on, before I started to work with the Kiro, I was working with Amazonian healers and a good friend of mine had uh, suicidal ideation and depression. And right away I said, okay, you're definitely going to go and drink ayahuasca. Here's where you're going to go and everything's going to be cool. Just don't worry. So she ended up going and that was resolved. She was able to alleviate that by like a hundred percent. I mean, she felt incredible afterward. Now the problem was that she had anxiety also, and she had uh, poor health. She really couldn't do a lot of physical activities. She felt very tired. And so these were two issues that although um, ayahuasca helped her with these really critical 
uh, things, it really didn't resolve all the things that she wanted to tackle. And that's just because, you know, Amazonian medicines aren't for every single thing out there. There's medicines for, for that work really well for certain things. And then there's other medicines that work really well for other things. And sometimes it's like the client's path and journey requires different kinds of medicines, right? Because it's just part of their path. Now for my friend, she really needed uh, high Andean Kiro healing. And so when I started working with them, we went and we were able to address the high anxiety levels that she was having. And also we were able to resolve that health, uh, the poor health that she was experiencing. So because of the fact that we have access to both traditions, both healing traditions, we're able to tackle a lot more problems. So um, with that said, your client might be putting too much uh, too much emphasis on Amazonian medicines without even knowing that there are other medicines. So the benefit of working together is that we can actually uh, have more options in terms of what we can offer. And we also can have a Kiro Maestro take a look at the situation where, uh, where maybe an Amazonian healer would not because they are only going to be able to look at that client when that client is there at that retreat. Whereas uh, Kiro healers can do this remotely very easily with coca readings. So um, there's a lot of benefit when we work together in this way. So to recap on today's episode, there is an incredibly important place for you to um, take up in the healing journey, mental health experts. Uh, your discipline is incredibly valuable to the entire process. And we also talked about how traditional indigenous healers and their discipline is really invaluable, especially when it comes to crisis, especially when it comes to alleviating symptoms that um, that if we're really honest with ourselves, uh, you know, biomedicine has not been able to tackle and certain disciplines that are more uh, modern society kind of techniques and disciplines. And we're aware of that. And we don't want your client to leave because uh, they are unsatisfied with your services. We want you to stay with the client. So please let us help you stay with that client. We're telling you what is going on. It is an entire process. The process begins even before the client um, goes to these retreats and it continues on till after. It is critical, especially after, to continue to monitor the client. And it's also equally important to monitor the client before they go to these retreats. We want to make sure that they are always improving, that they're always getting better, and that they're never uh, there's never some sort of discontinued uh, part of the support. Um, we want to make sure there's continuity. And the best way to provide continuity is to make sure that both disciplines are running parallel to one another. So please consider that if you are uh, a mental health expert out there offering integration or preparation support for clients seeking traditional indigenous healers, please reach out to us. Go to traditionalmedicinemiami.com and send us a message. We'd love to talk. We'd love to collaborate. We'd like to see how we can help each other, how we can help you and help the client. So um, definitely send us a message. If you're on Instagram, go ahead and follow us. We'd love to make friends. Uh, we'd love to keep in touch. Traditional Medicine Miami is how you can find us on Instagram.
Again, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. We are very grateful that we got to spend this time with you. We hope that you have a great night or day and that you are having a great week. And we hope to see you again soon. Till then.